again, are we babes? Yes! I'm so happy you're here. I'm Mirabeth Bentley. Let's get into this next episode of One Blonde Takes On the World. How have you been, my darlings? What's new in the last few weeks? I hope you've been having a great time. And how have I been, I hear you ask? Well, I've been busy, of course, thriving. But um, there's been an incident you may have heard about. I don't know where you would have heard about it because I have told you repeatedly that you shouldn't be listening to their YouTube show. But I have the feeling some of you are from the communication I've had on my socials, which is a bit hurtful, honestly. But I've also become slightly concerned that some of you are just jumping in to get the goss at the very beginning of the podcast and then jumping out. Now, I can understand this because I am endlessly fascinating and a huge trendsetter and very insightful and how I live my life should be the way that many of you strive to. However, I'm giving you really great information about more than just me. I'm informative, engaging, and all around fantastic. I don't want anyone to be missing out on anything good, like straw tops, hot men, and even about darling old Lester. So I'm going to switch up the format, catch up at the end, right before Mirabeth's inspirational quote. Perfect. That said, I do um, have quite a lengthy catch up this time because of... <laughs> the incident. So that means I'm going to have to skip a few sections. But don't worry. Not skipped forever, just for this one. I'm Empress M, babes, and it's my podcast. I can flip the format on its head if I need to. So that means this episode we're going to skip trends and reviews, what am I wearing, and Lester Love. But there's still so much good in here. So strap in. It's our time together, babes. Let's enjoy. For trends and reviews, I had planned a thorough review of the first movie of Tara Timpson's new trilogy that's just come out, but I'm going to postpone that until the next episode, so you have something to look forward to. The trilogy is, of course, Ocean Queen, and the first film is Queen of the Ocean, so buckle up for the next potty lovelies. It's a wild ride, and I've heard tell Tara has a new book coming out soon. Not an autobiography yet, fingers crossed, but a rom-com chiclet and you had best believe we're gonna be talking about it here oh i can't wait your girl still hasn't found a sponsor yet but i'm continuing the work because i deserve the sponsorship i'm not sure having an ad will really serve you saws but your girl is putting in the work and the more income the more podcasts the more podcasts the more content the more content the more me for you so really and truly, it does serve you in the end. This month, we're going international. Again, Maldives last month, this month, Europe. You know I love the UK. Vive la England! And a brilliant new dating app has just come out over there. And it's also charitable. It's totally a win-win. It's called Ooze. You might be thinking, Ooze? What the heck? But I think it's a spoof on the Cockney accent. You know, Ozy, Ozy. Ooze, they, they're fetching. You might still be thinking, this is a horrid name for a dating app. Like, who would like anything that oozes? But it's not that kind of ooze. It's ooze. O-U-S-E. Because there are some rivers named ooze in the UK. And 
Get this, it's a partnership between a tech company and a river charity, the UK Good Rivers Trust. I think it's brilliant. The trust gets two pounds for every person that signs up for a paid account and five pence for everyone that matches, which just encourages more matching and for more people to talk to each other. And so I'm going to do a free ad for them, a free ad to try and encourage them to launch here in North America. With the British crumpets, please. And not the pasty, flaky ones. The strong, dark, rich, and handsome crumpets. <laughs> They've already got some great advertising, such as Thirsty? Get quenched. Or What's around the river bend? Go on. Dive in and find out. Does this match make your blood flow like the rapids? Or is it more of a shallow, stagnant pond? So here's my brilliant ad. You've heard there's plenty of fish in the sea. Now take a poke in the river. Don't be afraid to make a splash. Make ripples. Are you fighting your way upstream, trend-setting? Or are you going with the flow, downstream, easy-going? Are you doing zigzags back and forth and no one knows what on earth you're doing? Because, let's face it, some people out there are weird. And that's okay. There's someone for everyone. We all know someone who is living proof of this. Remember... Every day, scientists discover new species. Who will you discover with ooze? If you would like to get behind my campaign to bring this brilliant dating app over here, please use the hashtag I've come up with, hashtag good rivers here. And remember, please capitalize each word in the hashtag so that all Beth's babes can join in more easily. I've seen ooze reviewed online. It's really uh, easy to figure out. The formatting is really great. Great colors. You paddle or back paddle to uh, swipe left or right. And I just love the little splash it makes when you get a match. Bloop. As a bonus, for an extra pound, you can do a quiz when you join to find out which river in the UK you are. They've assigned different personality traits to some selected rivers, and it's a great first talking point when you match with someone. Oh, and if you want to, you can pay to redo the quiz one pound each time. They have a lot of different options, so you can get a lot of different results. I found the quiz online at the Good Rivers Trust website and paid to try it out. So some of my results include, you got the River Blackwater. You're dark and mysterious. You can be combative, but you know you're right. You work hard to make your dreams a reality. You know what you want, and heads will roll if you don't get it. You're not afraid of stepping over others to get to your goals. People both fear and admire you. You come off as cold, but you have the passionate heart of a warrior. You are one in a million. You got the River Nor. You are nourishing. You have a green thumb. You nourish not only the plants and animals around you, but the hearts of the people around you too. People are drawn to you and your almost mystical powers to grow and nourish. They share with you and seek your wisdom and attention. You represent safety, like a green shore spotted by desperate sailors in a storm. You know yourself and know when you need to rest and when you can persevere. You protect your aura and only allow those that love and respect you in. You are one in a million. You got the Caddickston River. You are an enigma wrapped in a mystery. People don't always understand you, but they love it and are drawn to you. You often feel like people have a hard time understanding you. You dream of a real connection, but sometimes feel adrift. On some level, you like the fact that you're hard to read and don't always try to make an effort to meet people where they are. 
but you know who you are. You nourish that. You are one in a million. You got the River Severin. You are everywhere all at once and are very popular. You have lots of friends and are spread a bit too thin at times, but you don't mind. Every town you go to, you know someone. You love to travel, and your Instagram is always full of different towns and cities. You're not paprika, you're pepper, safe and known. People like that about you. They know what they're going to get. You connect with a lot of different people from different walks of life. You're universally liked because you're universally palatable. You're a little generic and boring. You're interchangeable with several other people. Which, okay, that is a bit harsh, but it's a perfect conversational starting point with whoever you match with. So, ooze, think about splashing down here in North America. I think we're a perfect market for you. A a perfect match, some might say. And listeners, what rivers would you select for the quiz? And what descriptions would you give them? Rivers here in North America. Let me know at obtotw on Twitter or at gmail.com. And remember, you have to kiss a few dead fish before you can find your whopper. Is that a fishing term? It's unclear, but they can make any edits they need to when they run the ad. try something a little different this month for hottie of mind and body i do my best every month to bring you someone new and amazing but i've had this brilliant brainwave to sometimes do a historical hottie just to shake things up a little bit and so for this episode that's what we're gonna do i would like to share a very personal story with you i know it's hard to believe now But once upon a time, I was not the self-assured, flawless goddess you see here before you. Once upon a time, I was pimpled, shy, bad haircut, not completely hopeless, of course, but in need of the steady guiding influence of influencers. First year English class, English 101 at my university. We had... Well, they weren't labs, but they were something like that. But for English, we had small groups outside of our main classes where we would get together and look at the readings in more detail. I had just suffered the first real pangs of heartbreak as a teenager, and I walked into the lab unsure, sad, but curious. Like my overall appearance, all the ingredients were there, but needing some guidance to truly become as brilliant as I am today. And in walked my TA, my teaching assistant, otherwise known as my Nordic god sent by whoever looks after lovelorn teenagers. I still remember his name, William Fisher. He may have been married, he was married, but he was mine for the year as I licked my wounds. We didn't study Romeo and Juliet, but the Tempest may well have been with lines like this. Do you love me? Oh, heaven, oh, earth, bear witness to this sound, and crown what I profess with kind event if I speak true. If hollowly, invert what best is boded me to mischief. I, beyond all limit of what else in the world, do love, prize, honor you. Sounds like they could be Romeo and Juliet. They're not, but they could be. One time, 
in the library. I was wearing my silly PJ sweater because, you know, I thought, well, it's just me. I'm studying. I'm not going to see anyone I know. It's fine. I'm a student. This is how students dress, wearing boy sweaters that are six sizes too big for them and old yoga leggings. Oh, I just cringe thinking about it. And then, disaster. I was standing in the lift elevator. The door is open, and William walked in. We got to call him William, not Mr. Fisher. So hot. And anyways, obviously, he recognized me because, you know, obviously I spoke up in the class all the time, motivated by his engaging and interesting discussion and also trying desperately to impress him because, well. And in that elevator, I died inside. I was mortified, and I pledged right then and there to never be caught out, never to look a fool in front of anyone else ever again. And I worked hard to get to where I am today. Ah, oh, sorry. Less about him, that story. Really, more about me. Oops. And so I thought, just for a little fun, let's look him up right now. I mean, I guess historical hottie is a slight misnomer in this case, as... Well, he's not dead or even that old. He was completing his PhD in my first year of uni, which doesn't make him that old, because if we had dated, it would have been incredibly appropriate. And you know, I'm curious. Not that I'm a stalker. I'm just curious. And well, marriages end. Relationship statuses change. Am I right, babes? So let's look him up. Yes! I got the name right. Okay, um, he's finished his PhD in English. Well, I mean, I already knew that. Oh, but his, his thesis was entitled, How Hard Can You Lick? Thrasher, Thriller, Slasher Shipping in 1960s Japanese Literature and Its Continuing Effect on German Death Metal. Well, I'm sure it was very engaging. Okay, he's still at the same university teaching as an English professor. And, oh my gosh. Oh, okay, we need to remain calm, but he teaches online classes. Ah, I mean, I mean, I guess like I could do one of his classes. I'm looking at the course lists and some of the names are a bit interesting. But okay, this sounds pretty normal. Uh, English 314, fairy tales for an adult audience. Understanding the format, themes, and creation of fairy tales and why they're not just for kids. It starts in a bit. Okay, I'm not going to jump into anything right now, but well, I'll let you know. <laughs> Okay, babes, Lester Love. I know I know I had promised you I would explain the connection between Richard III and Lester, but I'm gonna push it back until next potty. Sorry, babes, hang in there. It'll be worth it, I promise. And don't look it up. It's a surprise. And making you wait makes it even better. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and whatever else I say. lots of different sections today, but I will always make time for my lovely listeners. But this email, I'm not 
entirely sure what it's about. So it reads, Dear Mirabeth, my name is Janice and I live in Baltimore, Maryland. I am an independent contractor for underwear undies, which I'm sure you know is Baltimore's, and if you ask me, America's premier undergarment brand. A lovely, very pretty lady named Becky gave me your email when I tried to sell her some underwear on a flight recently and said you can never have too many pairs of underwear. I mean, she really emphasized that you, Mirabeth specifically, could never have too many pairs of underwear because apparently you pooped your pants at the zoo in the fourth grade when your class visited and everyone called you poopy pants for the rest of the year and you begged your parents to let you transfer schools. Not very nice, but I'm afraid not very creative either. Oops, look at me getting distracted again. I often do this. My kids say it's my advancing age, but I'm afraid I've always been like this. I wanted to let you know that the underwear undies come in so many different and versatile styles and sizes. Do you fancy purple polka dot hipsters? A barely there burgundy bikini? Green palm tree granny panties? Just because I'm a granny, don't think I wear them. But I promise you, all pairs are very comfy and classy. No panty lines here. Now, price point. I can do three pairs for 30, four for 40, or six for 60. There are no deals here, I'm afraid. All undies are 10 bucks. Just 10 bucks. What a great deal. That said, if on your first order you order 20 pairs or more, I can knock off 20 bucks. It's the intro 20 for 20 deal. But to be clear, it's not 20 pairs for 20 bucks. It's 20 pairs for 20 bucks off. And let me tell you, my customers who don't take advantage of this offer always come back to rue it. I've got so many pairs, I have a separate wardrobe just for undies. They say they got the name Underwear Undies because the founder, Margaret Crow, lost her baby under some undie prototypes and her toddler kept saying, under. And Margaret kept saying, where, more and more frantically, but the toddler was having so much fun and just kept laughing and saying, under. Oh, the baby was fine, by the way. It woke up pretty soon after and started screaming. That one, though, apparently hates underwear now. Sad. But the story does give us a good idea of how many pairs of underwear Margaret must have had lying around. Anyway, please do write back and let me know how many pairs you'd like to order. I'm afraid that's it from me today, Mirabeth dear. I'm off to Harris Teeter, your favorite underwear undies sales star, Janice, in Baltimore. Okay, obviously the girl named Becky is my stupid, evil, man-stealing, conniving twin sister, Becky. And may I just say, I did not poop my pants. I sat in some goose droppings, and Becky knows this. She knows this. I've decided to simply write back to Janice and say, thanks, but no thanks. And hopefully this lady leaves me alone because let's be honest, she's not listening to this. But a letter is a letter or rather an email is an email. And as my lovely listeners are a little slow to send some correspondence. Thank you, Janice. And the joke is on Becky because Janice seems very lovely. And Becky, if you're listening, I hope you choke on Colin's tongue. And if you're not obsessed with me, hi Jeffrey, I saw you sent another email, sorry you're still in hospital and they're still throwing out your shrines to me. And if you're not trying to sell me something like underwear, please do get in touch with me at obtotw on Twitter or at gmail.com. Alright, my lovelies. I've been shortening or skipping normal portions of the potty to get to this place, to explore in depth what happened, why the phrase restraining order was bandied about, and how they're so unfair and cruel. I will not sugarcoat anything. Okay, if you're new and wondering who they are, it's my ex-fiancé Colin and my twin sister Becky. 
I mean, maybe the ring wasn't on my finger, but we were basically engaged. And I caught him, Colin, kissing Becky the night I was sure he was going to propose. If you want to get the full story, please listen to the first episode of the podcast. And now, Colin and Becky are engaged, and they have their own YouTube channel. And I have directly told my lovely listeners to not watch it or believe what they say in any way or engage with them or really acknowledge they exist. And I am still getting DMs from listeners asking about their videos, especially their latest one. So I'm going to have to just address it. Here's my perspective, aka the truth, about what actually went down. First of all, entitling their video, When Will She Leave Us Alone? seems a bit cruel. It's only been two months since the breakup. It's still super fresh. And I was not stalking Colin. I just... Okay, I was walking down the street alone, enjoying the sunshine, just minding my own business. The idea that I was stalking Colin is completely patently false. I had no idea he would be there. Yes... I did know that that's where he worked or worked when he dumped me, and we had had lunch at the cute pub slash cafe across the street a couple of times, and I knew it was lunchtime and that it was a beautiful day. Fine, it's a free country, and no, I did not expect him to be there. It being lunchtime was a coincidence, and if you believe me or not, that's on you because I know I'm telling the truth. So I'm walking down the street, looking fly, and not really paying attention to what I'm doing, where I'm going, and then I realize with a start that I am on the street where Colin works, and it's lunchtime, and the cafe where he has lunch is coming up on my right, and the patio is busy, and so so maybe I'll just cross over to the other side of the street, and if he's there, he's there. And there he was, listener, in glorious sunshine, alone, on his phone, with a coffee beside him. Okay, I shouldn't have done it. I know, I know I shouldn't have done it. I should have had some dignity, even just turned around and walked away. And you know, screw him for cheating on me for a year with my twin sister. But I love him still, dear listeners. It's hard when you love people without hope and reason. And if there was any way I could get him back, could convince him he made the biggest mistake of his life Who wouldn't take that chance? I was walking with my head held high, but in reality, I was groveling on my knees, crawling towards him. I had no plan. I was going off the cuff. I hadn't texted him, hadn't called him, hadn't got his favorite WWE wrestler to do a cameo for him. I mean, this podcast doesn't count. He might listen to it, but I haven't reached out directly to him or Becky since the breakup, which shows incredible restraint on my part. So I walked up to him, calm, with purpose, a smile on my face. He looks up. My heart catches in my throat. What's going to happen next? Is he going to look disgusted? Is he going to tell me to get lost? Is he going to break down and cry and ask me to forgive him for the worst mistake of his life? Well, what do you think happened, dear listener? My wildest dreams came true. That's what happened. He smiled, simply smiled. He smiled like he'd seen his favorite thing in the whole world, like his favorite team had won the Super Bowl or the Premiership or whatever the fudge men care about these days, like he'd done dry January and I was a dry scotch and he was going to down me neat. He looked really happy is the point. 
And I'm ecstatic here because he wants to see me. He's so excited. It's me. This is the best decision I've ever made. We're getting back together. Screw my sister. I knew when he saw me, he'd know he'd made the biggest mistake of his life. And he can't bear to be without me. He's been secretly miserable. Whatever. And then dear, sweet, handsome Colin opens up his beautiful kissable lips and says, Becky, babe, you've surprised me for lunch. You really are perfect. Listeners, while this may be the second time my insides crumbled to mush and I felt my heart breaking, what was I supposed to do in the moment? Pretend I had amnesia and didn't know him? Pretend I had a meeting I'd forgotten about and run away? Pretend I hadn't just purposely walked towards him smiling broadly? Or tell the truth? If you're screaming, tell the truth, yeah, well, you weren't there. And spoiler alert, I didn't. Becky and I are identical twins with very similar styles. My hair was up, so even if that brat has cut her hair since I last saw her, it would have been hard to tell. I don't know, I've blocked them both on the socials. It was all a bit of a blur, but to be fair to you, I'm going to do my best to give you a faithful recreation of the slow motion, very sexy, and very tragic car crash that followed. Colin, darling, I... Surprise! I stepped up to him, and he leaned in for a kiss, but I dodged it. I wanted to kiss him more than I wanted most things in the world, but I couldn't do it. It just didn't feel right. He didn't know who he was really, truly kissing, and that's not fair. Sorry, Colin. The lipstick is perfect today. He was surprised for a moment, but then he laughed and said, I get it. Make me want it more. And crucially, he was unsuspicious. What about your hair appointment? Typical. Becky is so vain. I bet she's going to the hairdressers every other week using his money. It was postponed for a couple of hours. At this point, I'm smiling so hard my cheeks hurt. And then shopping with Clara? Becky's other or I guess only, best friend now, who is horrid and I've always hated and I'm sure was egging on their affair. Also a, a piece of doggy doo-doo. Adults, choose whatever word you want. Oh, we just canceled. We'll catch up soon. But where's your ring? Shoot. Oh, I just dropped it off at the cleaners. Sorry, forgot to tell you. And an easy smile. He accepted everything unquestioningly, thankfully. Do you want lunch? I figured lunch itself was a terrible idea because I still had no idea what I was doing or what I wanted at the end of this. You must understand, dear listener, I'm having a full conversation with him, trying not to throw myself completely at him, and I'm also having a screaming internal monologue asking me what the heck I'm doing, how am I going to pull this off, am I insane, etc. I didn't know how long I could keep up the charade or if I wanted to. And I definitely didn't think it would be a good idea to try and add food into the mix, something else to try and focus on and also be forced to sit through. I needed to be able to leave at a moment's notice, especially as Becky could text or call or even show up at any moment. But I'll have a flat white. And I smiled as he called the waiter over and ordered for me. Honestly, I was very impressed with myself and how calm I was, how I was keeping everything together. He wasn't suspicious at all. And just when I start getting a little cocky, just when I think, this is fine, I know Becky inside and out, you're good, that was the moment it all went downhill. He turned his glorious green eyes on me and says, how was Poppy when you left? Dear listeners, I had no fudging clue who fudging Poppy was. I started running through different possibilities. New friends staying over, new housekeeper, one of his atrocious cousins who I could never remember. 
Ah, uh, good. She was good. Fed her, uh, water her, took her for a walk. Weird way to talk about someone, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was enjoying the sunshine just as much as me. <laughs> he smiled, that easy smile that he has that would make concrete knees turn to jelly. You know I always give her exactly what she wants when she turns those cute brown eyes on me and her little bottom wiggles with excitement when she knows she's getting exactly what she wants. Well, listener, now I had a completely different idea about who Poppy was. Did you cage her before you left? Was she whining? Did you give her something to keep her entertained? I know how much she hates to be separated from us. And here's where I maybe should have clued in about who this mysterious Poppy was. But to reiterate, I'm having two separate but very loud concurrent conversations and maybe, just maybe, not every clue was landing. One conversation was with Colin and I'm normal and I'm smiling and I'm charming and I'm a completely different person who Colin is in love with and is going to marry. And the other conversation was with me, myself, and I, silently, and it can best be described as a kind of constant dull scream, like a tornado coming towards you, but you don't know when it's going to hit, and how do you run for cover in an open field in the dead of night? Basically, you know there's a tornado, but you don't know where it is, and there's a very high probability you're going to be swept up and destroyed, and it's all your fault. No, no, she was fine. I just left her, just said goodbye and that I'd be back later and to help herself to anything she wanted. Mikasa etukasa. Because I'm thinking, good grief, what is going on? Who the heck are these people? I mean, I hate Becky, but I didn't think caging people was what she was into. And Colin never said anything about bringing an extra friend into our relationship when we were together. Bex, babe, are you sure letting her have free range of the apartment is a good thing? You haven't forgotten how she completely wrecked that Gucci purse I gave you for a first month anniversary. Information is coming in too quickly and also not quickly enough and I can't keep the pieces straight. A woman wrecked a Gucci purse when she was left alone in an apartment, so now they normally cage her? But I'm also thinking, wait, their first month anniversary? When he was still dating me? Gucci? I never got anything close to that. I thought he was a massive cheapskate. Breathe. Mirabeth, just breathe. I am Becky. You can figure out who Poppy is when you have Colin back. Spoiler alert, I didn't. Ah, well, I've got to take risks sometimes. Second chances and all that. Colin's brow creases a little for the first time. Becky, we agreed if we were going to bring Poppy into the relationship, we'd set up parameters we were both comfortable with. And the one time I forgot to cage her and she ate your posh cookies, you went nuts. Time to completely switch tactics, as he's apparently not going to let this go. Oh, well, uh, joke's on you. Of course I caged her. And I said, take that, Poppy. You're not getting out until I get back. She said she was cold, so I gave her one of my sweaters. But I said, you're only getting that because you've been a good girl. By this time, I think I was a little hysterical. Colin laughs, which I initially think is a good thing. He leans in and his voice goes full on husky, deep and low private. Just the two of us, with that same smile that could make me stop in my tracks whenever it caught me unaware, like it's caught me again. You did not, my little pixie. I know you have that stupid tutu you like to wrestle her into, but you know I have a strict birthday suit only, except on her birthday policy with Poppy. It was one of the rules. And remember, it's your turn to exercise her tonight. You always give into her whining for treats, so lots of exercise was what we both agreed to. She's going to have to be a fit poppy so she can keep up with us on all our adventures. 
And she keeps licking us in bed if she's not sleepy, which is fun, don't get me wrong, but I'm already getting less sleep recently. And he smirked in that devilish way that always made my insides feel like a monarch butterfly migration path. The tall scream was turning into a bit more of a roar. Tornado, getting closer, run for cover. She nibbled my toes last night and I nearly screamed, but you were sleeping like an angel beside us, so I kept it in, which was hard. Something snaps. I started laughing a bit too hard and I can see Colin's eyebrows rise a little, and not in a sexy way. <laughs> nope she's she's uh super naked and caged without any treats just waiting for us to get back and she can complain as much as she likes she's not getting out not until i'm ready to make her run so she can lick you to not not lick you tonight <laughs> i couldn't really see colin's eyebrows by now but i wasn't really looking at him at all to be honest becky what on earth are you talking about are you feeling okay I stood up quickly, grabbing my bag. Goodbye, darling. I just remembered. I did promise Clara I would meet her for lunch before the haircut. See you tonight. I love you. And I walked away, ignoring him calling my Becky's name. He started to follow me, but then I heard his phone ring, and then... What the... Becky, but... But I just... And then he answered, and my cheeks will never not be red again, and I started sprinting. I only burst into hysterical tears when I turned the corner, and then I screamed, It's a fudging dog so this is what they're commenting on with their stupid youtube show it wasn't my finest moment it was all a mistake but well upwards and onwards we all have bad days your girl is fine and and if anyone has ever done anything like this could you please uh, share it'll make me feel less alone obtotw on twitter or at gmail.com We have to have an inspirational quote. I need it after the horrible experience I've had recently. And if I need it, I know some of you lovelies will need it too. So here it goes. Whether you have goose poop on your pants or proverbial or real, goose poop on your face. Hold your head up high. You are doing your best and you deserve only the best. And the best will come to you. We give what we give out. All right, dear Mirabeth's babes, don't forget to subscribe, like, and review. And if you don't like it, please don't tell me because I don't need to know and I don't care. Reach out if you would like. I'd love to hear from you. May your days be full of light and love until we meet up again. I've been Mirabeth Bentley, one blonde taking on the world. Heaps of kisses. Bye-bye.